Welcome to the Finding Freedom with Food podcast. I'm Cindy Fox, certified intuitive eating counselor, coach, and registered health professional. If you've spent years struggling with food and body image issues, and you're tired of having stress around food control your life, I'm here to help. Here on Finding Freedom with Food, I teach you how to step away from dieting, learn to trust yourself with food, and eat intuitively. Each week, I'll be dismantling unhealthy diet culture practices that are keeping you disconnected from your body's innate wisdom, and I'll be sharing my best tools, strategies, and mindset shifts to help you rebuild the peaceful, sustainable relationship with food in your body that you were born to have. In addition to this podcast, I'm always sharing free resources on my website, findingfreedomwithfood.com, and social. So find me at finding.freedom.with.food on Instagram and findingfreedomwithfood without the dots on other social platforms. Eating really can be effortless, pleasurable, and fun again. So if you're ready to get reacquainted with the intuitive eater inside of you, let's dive on in. Welcome back to Finding Freedom with Food. I'm Cindy Fox, your host, and today's topic will hopefully spark some healthy self-reflection when it comes to our eating patterns and relationship with food in our bodies. Now, no doubt you've experienced these types of scenarios. So the family member who announces that they need to lose weight, so they've stopped eating carbs. Or the sister who grabs her phone every time she eats a meal or a snack because she needs to log her food into a weight loss app. Or mom heard from a friend that intermittent fasting is helping her lose weight, and so now she started only allowing herself to eat between the hours of 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Or that best friend who sends a text to your friend group chat that they're hitting the gym to you know, make sure they earn the dinner that you're meeting up for later. Or the coworker who's doing a Whole30 and will no longer be able to eat at your favorite lunch spot with you because they don't have good options of foods that she can eat. Or what about that friend who has recently sworn off gluten and not because she has a diagnosed condition like celiac disease, but because the influencer she follows says it's bad for you. These types of scenarios, they've become completely normalized. So many of us have dabbled with or maybe been full on knee deep in these types of behaviors when it comes to food and exercise. The truth is, it's become difficult to know when habits like these that have been labeled by diet culture as healthy fall into the pattern of disordered eating. Now, as someone who used to place a large amount of time and energy focused on what I was eating or not eating and exercising to extremes, I can tell you that I personally would have told you that my behaviors were all about being healthy. So, you know, bringing food with me on business trips to ensure I had healthy options was healthy, not obsessive, right? Or bringing two five-pound hand weights in my luggage on a plane to a family vacation so that I could get a proper workout in each morning before I was heading out for a day of walking and sightseeing my family, that was normal, right? Or going on three-day juice cleanses to detox my body. I mean, yeah, that was not super fun, but I was really doing this to be healthy, wasn't I? Well, I do think it's important to step back and evaluate our behaviors and choices around food and exercise to get to the heart of really the underlying intent behind why we do what we do. I have a large list of crazy things that I did in the quote-unquote pursuit of health 
And it's easy to recognize now that no, it really was not all about health. It was very much centered around manipulating my body to fit society's thin ideal. And I bought into a lot of unnecessary and in some cases harmful nonsense in that pursuit. With all the diet noise, it's hard to know what healthy eating behavior actually looks like. Eating behavior occurs on a spectrum. At one end sits healthy eating behaviors, and on the other end are clinically diagnosable eating disorders. Now, there's a lot of gray area eating behaviors in between that falls into what is now recognized as disordered eating behaviors. And the term disordered eating refers to food and diet-related behaviors that don't meet diagnostic criteria for recognized eating disorders, but they may still negatively affect someone's physical, mental, and emotional health. Now, to fully understand what disordered eating is, we need to take a look at the characteristics of healthy, non-disordered eating. And there are four main characteristics of healthy eating. So eating with regularity, variety, flexibility, and fun. So people with healthy eating patterns, well, they make food choices that are mainly influenced by hunger and preference. They use hunger and fullness cues to guide the quantities of food that they eat at meals and snacks. They eat when they're hungry. They stop when they're satisfied. They're able to enjoy food and eating without food rules or fear foods. They eat a variety of foods and they don't have guilt or shame around food. They're also able to eat with spontaneity and flexibility and can eat comfortably in social situations without stress, and they eat enough throughout the day to stay fueled and to feel energized. Now, how do your eating behaviors stack up against these characteristics? Well, if the answer is not so much, you're not alone. To be clear, the majority of women, and quite frankly, a lot of men, eat in a disordered way. One survey that was conducted on over 4,000 women within the age bracket of 25 to 45, this was done by the University of North Carolina and Self Magazine, they found that only one in four women, or 25% of those women, exhibit healthy eating behaviors. The other 65% exhibit disordered eating, and then 10% exhibited full-blown eating disorders. Now, although the type of disordered eating behaviors that the survey uncovered didn't necessarily have the potentially lethal consequences like heart attacks with eating disorders like anorexia and bulimia nervosa, women reported that disordered eating behaviors are associated with emotional and physical distress. Now, unfortunately, many disordered eating patterns are glamorized in the health and fitness industry. And essentially, disordered eating is really anything that disrupts a harmonious, body-connected eating experience. So what are some of the common characteristics of disordered eating? Well, first, obsession with food and weight control. Chronic dieting and the pattern of yo-yo weight cycling, so gaining and losing weight over and over. Following strict rules surrounding eating and exercise. Fasting or participating in fad diets to lose weight, and then weighing yourself or taking body measurements often. Now, restricting many foods or eliminating food groups, definitely a characteristic of disordered eating patterns. 
Also, feeling out of control or binge eating when eating foods that you might normally restrict. There's also a lot of fear and anxiety around food with disordered eating, feelings of guilt around eating certain foods, a good or bad food mindset, also obsessively tracking food, calories, or macros, and compensatory behavior, so things like skipping meals or exercising to make up for eating. Also, we'll see a lot of distorted body image. Body shape or weight is used as a primary measure of self-worth. And over-exercising with the purpose to burn calories for weight loss is another common characteristic. Now, also in an effort to be quote unquote good, restricting food and calories during the day that often then results in eating large quantities of food later in the day or at night. We also see using food as a main coping mechanism in response to negative emotions. And overall quality of life is impacted due to a preoccupation around food, exercise, and body image. Now, while disordered eating isn't considered an eating disorder by itself, people who engage in disordered eating are at a much higher risk of developing eating disorders over time. And eating disorders are the deadliest of mental health conditions. Now, even if disordered eating doesn't lead to a full-blown eating disorder, it is associated with psychological stress and poorer overall health. Now, it's challenging to break free of disordered eating patterns. One of the first things that I do with new clients is I have them look back at their dieting history and critically evaluate the impact that dieting has had on their lives. So here are some things to consider as you reflect on your own personal history with dieting. First, consider why you started dieting. Did you feel pressure from family or friends or influencers or maybe a physician? What was the longest period of time that you sustained weight loss from dieting? And are there trends that you see in your body weight since you first started to diet? Do you find it more difficult to stay on a diet currently, both mentally and physically? And how often have you said that a diet worked because you had temporary weight loss? Now, reviewing your history, was the weight loss ever permanent or did the weight gradually come back on? Now, another helpful exercise is to take time to consider how dieting has interfered with your life. So, for example, how has dieting affected your social life. So in some cases, maybe avoiding social events or worrying about what people think or comparing what you're eating to others. Now, also, how has dieting affected your behavior and habits? So for example, if you break a food rule, do you think, well, what the hell, and eat more of the food and then vow to start over on Monday or tomorrow? Or is exercising simply a way to burn calories and you find it hard to maintain a consistent routine? The other thing you want to evaluate is how has dieting affected your mind and your mood? So preoccupation with food, fear or anxiety around certain foods, or guilt and shame can really be a heavy burden to carry day after day. And then what physical consequences have you experienced from dieting? So have you experienced weight gain over time or a disconnection from your hunger and fullness cues? How much money and time have you spent in pursuit of weight loss? 
And have you put some aspects of your life on hold until you lose weight, such as pursuing jobs or relationships or activities? Now, when you consider your diet history and the impact on your weight, behavior, habits, and social life, as well as your mental state, what might be some compelling reasons for you to step away from and start to let go of dieting? Now, if you're at a place where you feel ready to start stepping away from dieting and truly don't want to eat in a disordered way anymore, what can you do? Well, lots of things. Now, it's not easy to undo years or even decades of dieting and food rules, but taking some small steps can be incredibly eye-opening and really freeing. Now, first, learning all you can about intuitive eating and relearning how to trust your body is an important place to start. Your ability to reacquire the skill of listening to your body is the self-care that will propel you forward on healing your relationship with food and your body. Now, it may take a while after years of dieting, but step-by-step, you can get to the place where you'll learn how to stay attuned to your body signals that are telling you what different foods work best for you at different times, and you can learn to eat in a way that feels both mentally and physically pleasant. You also want to start to consciously become aware of diet culture messaging and recognizing it for the BS that it actually is. It's normal to get a little angry when you realize how many untruths you've been fed, and that's okay. It's okay to get frustrated and angry. One thing that diet culture has normalized is the idea that our bodies are supposed to look the same throughout our lives, but our bodies change over time, and that's perfectly normal and shouldn't be looked at as a failure or a shortcoming that we should be able to completely control. For many people, getting professional support is important. Years of disordered eating and chronic dieting can be hard to unwind by yourself, especially in a culture that encourages disconnection from our bodies. The journey back to a healthy relationship with food and relearning how to trust your body and your innate cues is a process. Your dieting thoughts and behaviors have evolved over time, and it takes time to unwind them and unravel them and break free from the unhealthy patterns and habits. Now, I promise, though, it is life-changing work, and it's worth every second. So today, I encourage you to take one small step, like making a commitment maybe to stop weighing yourself every day, or challenging a long-held food rule that's no longer serving you. I hope that what you've been hearing on this podcast is helping you make positive changes in your relationship with food. If you need additional or personalized support, there are links in the show notes to free resources that can help you get started, as well as details about my courses and personalized one-on-one coaching program to help you rebuild the healthy, sustainable relationship with food in your body that you deserve. Well, that's what I have for you today. So until next time, Take some time this week to evaluate your personal history with dieting and start envisioning what life is going to be like when you're finally free of the diet cycle and you're reacquainted with the intuitive eater inside you. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Finding Freedom with Food podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes for any resources mentioned in this episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave the show a review and let me know what you want to hear more of. Leaving a review will also help others get inspiration, support, and resources to help them on their food freedom journey. 
If you found this episode helpful, share it on social media and don't forget to tag me at finding.freedom.with.food on Instagram and finding freedom with food without the dots on other social media platforms. And remember, you are not put on this earth to live life obsessed with what you eat and caught up in a never-ending battle with your body. So keep focusing on tuning out the diet culture voices and turning up the volume of your body's amazing intuition.